0: Hello, and welcome to another 9-Minute Bible Study. Our starting point, Acts chapter 5, verse 33. And when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Now, up to this point, Peter and the apostles, they were asked, Why are you out there testifying about this Jesus when we told you not to do so? Peter's response? We ought to obey God rather than men. Then Peter made a short statement of faith, affirming Jesus as Savior and Lord. He even makes a positive statement about the Holy Ghost, how those who believe would receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now, there's usually two reactions when one hears the gospel message. For those who are being led by the Spirit into salvation, it's going to be one of coming to Jesus. They're going to be open. They will accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. What we see in verse 34, when they are, what? Cut to the heart. When the conviction comes over them, they're fighting it. They don't believe. The Holy Ghost could witness to them all year long. They are making a conscious decision. No, we don't believe. Those will be hard to reach for Jesus. Why? Because they're making a real and conscious decision. Not saying that they're unreachable. I'm just saying it's going to be tough because now they got more and more Defenses up. Now let's look at what happens in verse 34. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had in reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. In other words, Gamaliel stepped in before they killed the apostles then Gamiel he actually gives wise counsel. Verse 35. You men of Israel, take heed to yourself what ye intend to do as touching these men. In other words, take a step back and think about what you're doing. Verse 36. For before these days rode up Thuzis, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about four hundred, joined themselves, who was slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. What we see here is an account of a prior rebellion that basically ended in disaster. Verse 37. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the day of the taxing and drew away many people after him, he also perished and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. Why did Gamiel bring up these two accounts? Verse 38. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men, do not kill them. Next line. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. If this is a fleshly move, like verse 36, 37, this will come to absolutely nothing. This will fall flat on its face and it will die out on its own. Verse 39. But if it be of God... You cannot overthrow it. Lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. So the logic of the amiel. If God is behind this, you're not going to win. If God is not behind this, it's going to fail. Actually, considering this is a man who never was a Christian, pretty good advice in the sense that if a work is not of God, it will not succeed. But if the work is of God, there's nothing you can do to stop. Now, one of the students of Gamiel, a guy named Solitarsus, probably hanging around Gamiel, maybe not in the room, but definitely a student. He will not heed this advice, but he's going to find out later on that what Gamiel said was true. If a work is of God, you cannot stop it solitarsus tried didn't work here the rulers are given the advice and they somewhat follow it verse 40 to him they agreed and when they had called the disciples and beaten them must hold there i mentioned earlier that when one makes a stand for their faith we ought to obey god rather than men There could be consequences, and sometimes the consequences will not be positive. These men were told earlier in Acts 4 what would happen. Now the rulers are following through on what they said would happen. Why did the apostles pray for boldness to preach and for signs and wonders for this moment? Let's go a little further. Why were the apostles able to withstand on this day, not give into fear, not give into what the rulers were saying? Why did they stand? Because the Lord is with us at all times. The Spirit does not leave us, but the Spirit will bring us through rough times like this yes they were beaten for their faith yes they paid the consequence of believing there will always be the pot the chance of consequences we need to know that going in but we also need to know that the spirit will never leave us or forsake us that jesus will be with us at all times And we will come out of it victorious. Even if that victory is to be with Jesus through all eternity. We will come out victorious. The next part of the verse. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Verse 41. And they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They viewed it as a positive, that they were persecuted for their faith. Whenever we are persecuted, we need to view it as a positive. They rejoiced. They gave glory to Jesus and to God for what had happened to them. In all things regarding our faith, we should, yes, give glory to God. The last verse of the chapter. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. This goes back to, we ought to obey God rather than men. And what do we see here? Those who are followers of Jesus, doing what they were told to do in the face of persecution they still taught about jesus we always will obey god rather than men even if the consequences are not going to be positive but they will be with god and we'll pick up with this in our next lesson